Today on the Mind's Eye podcast, we're going to be talking about metaphysics and Gnosticism. Is it possible to marry the two together? Or does that form a contradiction in philosophies? We're going to talk about it next. Stay tuned. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, I would like to talk to you about Gnosticism and metaphysics. Do the two of them blend together harmoniously, or does it become a contradiction when we try to do so? And I want to uh, talk to you about this today because over the last three to five years, there's been a growing number of people uh, on the internet in the world and on platforms like YouTube who teach this amalgamation of metaphysics and Gnosticism. And some of them uh, are very popular. They have uh, literally thousands of followers who tune into their podcasts or uh, their videos and, and listen to what they're teaching. But are they really conveying spiritual truth or something that confuses or dilutes the truth with what metaphysicians would call error of mortal or material mind. Uh, this uh, might get a little complex, but I'm, I'm going to try to keep it as uh, simple as possible that you know we can all understand what's being said here. Uh, but before I get into the subject today, uh, I want to remind everybody to uh, go back in the queue and listen to the podcast wherever you're listening on a podcast platform or YouTube. Uh, go back and listen to the show. It's very short about the Amazon gift card giveaway. Uh, I'm giving away uh, next Friday. I'll be making a decision for a $30 Amazon gift card for someone who is in need, especially someone who has uh, children and can't afford uh, to get them anything for Christmas this year. So listen to that show, email me, and let me know you want to enter the gift card giveaway. Also, in the spirit of giving, a friend of mine that, uh, gee, we've traded emails since I started podcasting uh, almost four years ago, uh, my friend Darren Meekin, I hope I'm saying his last name right, uh, he does a thing every year where he raises money to uh, help needy children get presents or clothes in his area. And I'm going to leave a link to Darren's uh, page below where you can donate and help him raise money for needy children in his area. You know, I think uh, this Christmas season we should be thinking about loving others and giving to help, you know, those in our society, our brothers and sisters. It seems there's uh, there's so few people 
in uh, in the ministries and in the teaching ministries that that do this today, and it's 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 very sad to see. Everybody wants you to go to Patreon and give them money, support what they're doing, but it doesn't seem like there's so many people that say, "Hey, what can I give back to other people? How can I help?" And that's what I'm trying to do here. And I'm really grateful to Darren for sending me the link uh, for this charity, for you know, to raise money for children in need. This is a great thing to do. So my email is below. The link to uh, Darren's donation page is below. Uh, do something nice for somebody this holiday season. It is much needed in this world of selfishness and darkness right now. So getting on with our subject, metaphysics and Gnosticism, do the two of them blend together? I suppose to tackle this idea, we have to look at some ideas uh, that come from the metaphysical schools of thought. And those ideas are that God is all good. God is love. There is no darkness. There is no evil that comes from God. Also in metaphysics, it is taught that when Jesus came to the earth and walked in the flesh, he taught us and made us aware of the Christ within us, our Christ consciousness, as some call it. And that by focusing on nurturing, living from the center of the Christ within us, we grow spiritually, we rise in consciousness. And by doing so, we can overcome a lot of the trials and problems of this physical world. In metaphysics, they say there is no intelligence in matter. God is all. God is life. God is health. God is love. God is mind. God permeates all things. You are created in God's image. And this is how, you know, meditating, focusing on affirming these divine truths is a form of metaphysical prayer uh, that helps the metaphysician overcome difficulty, heal the sick, and do the works of Jesus. And if you do a little research into this, you'll find that a lot of the uh, metaphysical schools of thought, uh, even uh, like Christian science, have a very, um, very impressive record of healing people. And I always found that interesting because all of the Traditional religions point at them and say, well, they're from the devil, they're evil, they have it all wrong. But yet, they're healing people, they're bringing people to peace, they're, they're helping people overcome anxiety disorders and depression. Now, isn't this the mandate of Jesus? The things that I do, you will do also. Go into the world and heal the sick. You know, cleanse the leper, do all these things that I did. And we don't see a lot of churches doing that today. But yet in the metaphysical churches, uh, we see this uh, happening quite regularly. 
So there is something to this teaching of metaphysics. So what happens when people marry metaphysics to Gnosticism? Christian metaphysics, uh, one of the important statements that we make is to say God is the only power. You know, there is no opposing power to God. There is no horned being with, you know, an arrow tail uh, with cloven feet that is, you know, God's opponent, you know, bringing harm and disease, you know, to, to mankind. In metaphysics, it is said that Satan is the evil that comes from our own consciousness, our own way of thinking. Our thoughts are the cause and the effect. If we meditate on evil all of the time, we will manifest that evil. The universe always mirrors back to us what we think. So if we go around all the time saying, nobody likes me, you know, um, I have bad luck, uh, I try to do good and, 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 and to please God, but the devil always makes life so hard for me. You know, if we have that kind of attitude, our thoughts are Satan. Our thoughts are the accuser. Our thoughts are the liar. And so our reality starts reflecting our thought life. But if we rise in consciousness, rise in Christ consciousness and begin to realize God is the only power. There is no opposing force trying to thwart the good works of God in the universe. And God is love and God is peace and God is health and God is life. We start meditating those things, thinking those things, speaking those things, those truths we will start to manifest them in our life. Our reality will reflect our thoughts and our words. And again, if we see people that really practice this with faith and with humbleness and trust, we see that this is a metaphysical truth that plays out in their lives as a reality. And I would venture to say, you know, I imagine there are some people listening who will say, well, now, wait a minute, I believe in the devil, you know, this is all wrong. And I would say that, to, I would say to that this, because I, I, I do believe that there are, uh, you know, negative entities, you know, in our world and in the universe. But even if there be and is an actual devil or Satan, why would we want to ascribe to him almost the same kind of power as God? Didn't Jesus talk a lot about our faith or lack thereof? I once heard someone say that 
Fear is faith inverted. Faith is the positive belief in God's ability to help you and bless you and heal you. And fear is faith inverted because it has confidence in something to do you harm and hurt you. So if like some religious people were always perseverated on the devil, putting our fear or our faith in him to always do us harm, to thwart God's plans, to make us sick, to make us miserable. Might that fear or faith inverted give this being the ability to do just what we're allowing him to do? Because didn't Jesus say that if we resist the devil, he will flee from us? Well, how do we resist? By doing good, thinking good, staying in faith. Positivity, love, peace, seeking God. There is no darkness or shadow in God. So if we're following after God, we should not be meditating and perseverating all the time and speaking about the devil, the devil, the devil, and evil, evil, evil. Everything is so bad and rotten and horrible and terrible. Then our faith is inverted and it becomes fear. And I personally believe this is a lot of the trouble with churches and religious groups today because they focus so much on the darkness that they become what is written in the Bible, the religion that has a belief in God but is absent of the power thereof. And this is why we hear a lot of great metaphysicians of old who tell us to observe people because we will notice that people have exactly what they think and exactly what they speak. Is it faith or faith inverted, which is fear? And this is something we can make an experiment of in life and really observe the people around us and even ourselves. What do we believe? What do we have faith in? What do we fear? What do we rehearse all the time in our thinking, in our thoughts, and speak in our words? What do we expect out of life? Is it a blessing or a curse? So how does all of this come together with the marrying of metaphysics with Gnosticism? And does it work? Does it fit together seamlessly to make a actual spiritual truth that many today actually believe in? Well, let's take a look at this hybrid of metaphysics and Gnosticism. Uh, the folks who, who teach this sort of thing absolutely believe that God is all good, God is loving, God is our Father. Our real home as spiritual beings is with God. They absolutely believe that Jesus, when he came to the earth and he walked in the flesh, that he taught us uh, about the Christ dwelling within us, our Christ consciousness. They borrow the metaphysical uh, idea that says all the characters in the Bible are you, and you are all the characters in the Bible, including Christ. And so by reading through the Bible, there is an actual and literal interpretation, 
but there's also a spiritual or metaphysical interpretation. Jesus arguing with the Pharisees is something that takes place within us as we argue and purge all of the false religious and or negative thoughts from our consciousness. So you see how that works. So the folks that, that marry metaphysics and Gnosticism teach these things and they believe in these things. And some of them do it quite well. They're, 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 they're quite schooled in metaphysical thought. But where it gets a little bit or a lot dicey is this idea that there are two gods. There is God the Father, the true God, the God of love, the God of peace, the God with which our true home uh, resides. And there is a dark or false God who created the material universe. And uh, some borrow from the Gnostic mythology of I believe the name is uh, Yaldabaoth or some such thing. Uh, this uh, this fake, dark, serpentine god that created the world of matter. So they teach that the creation that we currently live in was not constructed by the god of love, but rather by this dark entity, this evil god. And that he desires to keep us trapped here so when we die and our soul leaves the body it is intercepted by these deceptive beings called archons and the archons can masquerade themselves as a deceased relative uh, they can masquerade as an angel or you know uh, another uh, religious being and they will talk us into being reincarnated back into this world where they keep us trapped, hopefully forever, because the, Ar the Archons are the root of all of the evil and all of the terrible and all of the upheaval that we always have in this world because they're kind of parasitic and they feed on our negative thoughts and our negative energy. That's why mankind always repeats the same mistakes over and over. He can never get to that place of peace in this world. There always has to be upheaval. There always has to be chaos because these parasitic archons feed on that energy. So you'll hear many of these teachers uh, describe this world as a soul farm. You know, we are trapped here. We're like cattle for the archons. So the thing of it is, the idea of this dark god, uh, Yaldabaoth, uh, I believe he's called the archons, would be in direct opposition to the teachings of the metaphysical schools of thought because right up front uh, we are breaking one of the cardinal beliefs 
and affirmations of metaphysics across the board, whether it's science of mind, whether it's Christian science, whether it's Mary Baker Eddy, Ernest Holmes, Joseph Murphy, Emmett Fox, uh, you know, or, you know, a whole host of others who say that God is the only power in the universe. There is no archenemy of God who is almost as powerful as God and always looks to thwart his plans. And as many great uh, doctors of metaphysics in the past have said, uh, you know, if we hold that belief, we would have to say that the opponent of God, this devil, this Satan, would actually almost be smarter or more powerful than God because we can look at the world we live in and see how much more successful he is in making people do evil and making people sick and bringing about chaos and all of this, you know, upheaval. But they would tell us, they would say, and they still tell us through their writings that, you know, we still have uh, most or all of them. Uh, if we want to read the words uh, of these, you know, these great pioneers of the metaphysical movement, they would say it's it's not any entity that's making these things happen in our world. It's us. It's our belief in this world of matter to dominate us somehow, even though we are spiritual beings. And when we look at matter as something that dominates us, well, we look at it and say, well, we are subject to all of these natural disasters. We are subject to, you know, illness and pain and depression. We're subject to bad luck. You know, and so we must put all of our faith in uh natural science and even things like money. This is what's going to get us ahead in the world and make us happy. Now, metaphysicians don't frown upon science or money. Of course, they will say, go to the doctor if you need it. There's a place for medical science. None of them will frown on uh, money or if someone wants to, you know, be very prosperous in their lives. These things are fine absolutely fine but they're not the be-all and end-all that we put our trust and our faith in because when we put our faith and our trust and our hope in something dead without consciousness like money and power and riches then automatically we will become greedy for those things. Money, riches, and things, power and prestige cannot love us back. It is not conscious of itself as God is. And so rather than putting our faith and our trust and our hope in something that is conscious and can love us back and reach back to us and guide us, it is a dead thing of the material world that we begin to pursue. We become the only pursuer of that thing. And if we get too obsessed with it, well, we might start trampling on or 
hurting others in order to get it. And so that's just one example of how the erring mind, putting all of its faith in the world of material matter, can really start to go off the rails and start to create its own chaos, its own upheaval. It is man in his own mind who creates implements of war. It is man in his own mind, in his own thoughts, who becomes a dictator, who lets the people in his own country starve and be sick and poor and imprisons them if they even think for themselves. It is man who can't even stop and think for a moment when we saw even the coronavirus lately spreading through China, and then it started spreading to other places in the world. Most of our leaders didn't even give it a second look. World travel just kept going on and on, though we saw daily the maps, how this thing was spreading like a wildfire in a dead, dry forest. But we just, eh, it'll never get here. You know, we, we, we just, business as usual. We didn't stop, think, make an intelligent choice, and now look at the mess we're in. So through our own erring mind, our own stupidity, many times, will create the upheavals in our world. And then, of course, we do have men in government. Uh, you know, we have the conspiracy, uh, you know, schools of thought out there. But there is a truth to these uh, ultra-rich people who want to rule the world and control all the resources. And, you know, there's a lot of people. They think there's too many of us. They want to kill so many people. You know, their population control. All these evil thoughts of men. And their evil, wicked, twisted plans and thoughts and perceptions and even twisted perceptions of God cause these things to happen. We don't need a devil. When you really think about it, we don't need an archon or a, you know, Yeldabaoth, you know, we, we don't need those, those things. We're perfectly capable of making, making a complete mess of things all on our own. But metaphysics tells us when we focus on God, when we focus on the truth of God, the truth of being, we will begin to heal ourselves mentally, spiritually, physically, and socially, economically. You know, so many people, and even in many churches, you know, everybody's looking for the second coming of Christ. Everybody's looking for God to step in and do the hard work for us and set everything right. But have we ever thought that the God within us, the Christ within us, the Christ consciousness, Holy Spirit within us, is trying to lead us and guide us through divine truth 
to do to do those things in our own world. See, we don't think about those things. And so when we get this idea of mixing metaphysics with Gnosticism, you know, we not only have, uh, you know, the idea of blaming these dark beings for all the, uh, you know, the woes in the world, you know, but you have people, I mean, it's it's kind of the, the, the splinter, you know, kind of thought where it starts going into some strange conspiracies that, you know, the people in our governments are actually archons, they're reptilians and aliens and, you know, all of these inhuman beings that are, you know, doing these things, it starts to take on some very dark uh, notions. And then how can we even raise our Christ consciousness? How can we even walk in divine truth when we have so much against us and then we live on a planet in a world that was created by this evil dark force to keep us trapped here in a soul farm. So it comes right back to, you know, argument number one. Here's all these dark forces doing all of these things, and they're being so successful at it in keeping us in upheaval and chaos and war and recession, even creating the material universe, and somehow way out there, there's God. And what is he doing to help us? What is he doing to give us a leg up to escape all of this darkness? You know, according to some of these people that marry metaphysics and Gnosticism, uh, the idea is the same as the Gnostic. God isn't doing a whole heck of a lot. Uh, He's waiting for us to gain all of this knowledge in order to transcend all of this ourselves. And if we don't have that knowledge you know when we die we're liable to reincarnate be trapped here and you know eventually maybe even be trapped here forever with no way of escape some of the greatest and most intelligent minds in the metaphysical movement would look at you cross-eyed if you presented this idea to them because they would say no absolutely not You know, this creation, the universe, the physical universe, is an expression of God, the all good, and it is peaceful, and it is beautiful, and we can see attributes of God in nature, and we can learn from that. Look at the peace and the quiet of the gentle autumn breeze blowing through the leaves. The beautiful sky with the crescent moon hanging above. The sound of the crickets and the song of a running stream. Metaphysicians would say, that is there for our good. We don't see fear in that. There's no disease or cancer or war or all of political upheaval or power grabbing in that beautiful quiet and serenity of nature. And that beautiful, quiet serenity of nature is showing us an attribute of God that we can possess within ourselves and our own consciousness.
the metaphysical Gnostic says, nope, it may look beautiful, but it's all a trap, and all this is going to burn, and it's, it's, it's all evil. You know, the metaphysician says, no, it's not evil, and this material world will be raised to a spiritual universe at one point in our future, hence the new heavens and the new earth. And that the fall of man was actually, uh, if I can break this down uh, quickly in just a few moments here, uh, the slowing down of the spiritual vibration of light and energy where we are the ones who have essentially trapped ourselves in this material world. We are the ones who became obsessed with it. And that's an interesting thought, because when you look at uh, quantum mechanics, and they say that us, it is we who are uh, essentially creating our own universe, what we are perceiving is being mirrored back to us, that sounds familiar, what we talked about earlier with metaphysics. But we don't have, uh, you know, time to get into all of that here, but I, you know, I hope you see the picture. So marrying metaphysics with Gnosticism and having, you know, dark gods, evil gods, uh, archons, world that was created, you know, by this evil god and in, in, in it in a, of itself is evil. You know, this is a prison. You know, that's a lot of heavy darkness on the minds and on the consciousness of people, on the individual. And it keeps them from rising in consciousness, rising in Christ, rising in God, rising in divine truth. And if you look at a lot of these people, they're making the same error as a lot of the traditional churches are making that have put so much emphasis on the devil. They're always looking at the evil of the government. They're always looking at the evil of the media, the evil of this world, the evil of the archons, the evil of this, the evil of that. They're very conspiratorial in their thinking process. And so my question as one who has studied and practiced uh, metaphysics for a number of years, how do you expect to rise above all of those trappings? How do you expect to rise in divine truth and consciousness if you are always perseverated and focused on what the evil is doing? Is your faith inverted? And is it more fear that binds you than faith that heals you and sets you free? Metaphysics and Gnosticism. For one, uh, I think it is a contradiction of terms, and uh, the two cannot really exist together because it almost seems that they cancel one another out or at least all of the darkness, all of the focus on the evil of this evil world cancels out the goodness of God, the divine truth. And so we stay uh, trapped and stymied in our own error.
But then we look around and try to blame our misfortunes on some other power. It was the devil, it was the archons, it was that dark god that the Gnostics warned us about. There's always some other entity or power that we look to as the source of our misfortune. But is that misfortune really just coming for, from us? Because if you believe that God is the only power and take him as your partner in life, you will overcome. And you will rise in consciousness, in spiritual power, in divine consciousness. You will begin to rise above a lot of these things in this world. Indeed, even if there be trial and tribulation, you will still have peace of mind and peace in your heart. Come what may, come no matter what, because you know to whom you belong. And might this be why there are so many churches and so many religious people living in defeat right now? People from all different spiritual and religious backgrounds right now living in fear. And so look at the state of the world that we're in right now. Might all of this be a product of this dark thinking religion? We believe in God, but yet the devil is everywhere. He's in the government. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Could this be why there's so many people living in defeat and why our society and our nations are crumbling societally? The, the, the people are just so selfish, so dark in their thinking. They're violent, they're angry, yet they claim to be Christians, yet they claim to be believing in God. And might this be because it's not the devil doing all of this, but because their own focus, their own perception is going in the wrong direction, having more faith in the darkness, fear, faith inverted, than a living faith in God, who can heal us, save us, rescue us, and help us to overcome. Hey folks, I thank you for listening today. I hope you got something out of this podcast. There was a lot to get in uh, a half hour show or a little over a half hour here. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, stay blessed. And I'll see you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.